First up is going to be our good buddy, our resident turtle expert. He's even had turtle soup. One day he showed up and made me, cooked it for me, alligator meat. And it was really good. He's actually quite a good cook. Would you guys put your hands together for our friend, Eric Clark. All right. All right. <laughs> All right. All through my childhood, um, I grew up in an abusive household. Um, it was not easy. Um, my dad was an alcoholic, and because of that, I it was an abusive household. He would come home uh, drunk and beat the crap out of my mom brother uh, somehow I escaped it um, I would run to a tree house that my dad had built um, and right now I'm kind of demonizing my dad but um, you'll, you'll understand why here in a minute um, well abuse and then uh, what happened was um, uh, my mom uh, got actually pulled down into stop recording me oh, my gosh <laughs> um he got uh, pulled down. She got pulled down into uh, a crawl space, and uh, she got her head beat in on a pipe. And uh, that was something that really impacted me. And I think that you now was the final straw that made the uh, made them get divorced. Um, going through that right there, believe it or not, my dad was a loving dad when he wasn't drinking. When he, uh, I would actually go out with him to his job sites. He was a carpenter. Some of his work was in the Kansas City Star. And, uh, all right, that was the hard part of getting down there. Okay. I'm going to get through that. I was worried about that part. Um, I would go with him to his job sites, and um, I would do work with him. Um, I would go out and find turtles. That's where my love of turtles came from. Um, also, I can't deny it, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, love them. You gotta love that stuff, right, Josh? Yeah, yeah bud. All right. <laughs> Turtle power. All right. <laughs> All right. Um, after that, you know, uh, we had moved. My mom had gotten a divorce. Uh, she took, you know, my brother, my sister, and me. We moved to our grandma's house. Uh, after that, my dad had moved back to Newton, Kansas. So therefore, from that from that point on, I was I was unable to see him. Uh, because, well, he didn't have a phone, didn't want a phone. Uh, it was homeless for a while, but regardless, through all that, uh, that part right there, I was able to, to forgive my dad. So, I, and I have a good, relation, good relationship with him now. Um, during, uh, at, well, not during, but after we lived with our grandma, um, we moved into another house, and that first night um, during that house, I don't want to this either. That sucks. Um, my, <laughs> I was on a bunk bed, and um, there was something shaking my bed. I didn't know what it was, but I heard like heard like a <sighs> type noise, and I was like, okay, this is really weird. And 
and my bed was also shaking. And, uh, I, you know, I was scared. I was eight years old, scared to death. And <laughs> I actually just kind of like, you know, threw the covers over my head. And I whispered very softly, very quietly, oh, God, oh, Jesus. And it left. And I'm like, this is nuts. Um, I don't know what I said or, you know, you know, I didn't know anything about the power of Jesus. I didn't know anything about the name of Jesus. But I knew that it left, whatever it was. I actually saw it leave. I actually saw it run out of my room. I saw the demon leave. Uh, that was messed up. Uh, I was definitely scared at that point in time. Didn't want to be in that room. <laughs> and so what happened is, is uh, I slept out on the couch. And my God, this is actually harder than what I thought. All right. Um, and, but I'm getting through it. So thanks for bearing with me. Um, during that point in time, sleeping out on the couch, we had cable, had HBO, and I would watch uh, a lot of wrestling on Monday nights. And then uh, I would, uh, on Thursday nights, 10 o'clock, on HBO, I would uh, watch pornography. I would watch a lot of porn. Mind you, I'm eight years old, watching porn. I became addicted to porn at eight years old. And uh, looking back now, <laughs> it's messed up. Wouldn't you agree? Yes, great. Um, throughout, school wasn't easy. Uh, just no father figure, just nothing going on. Um, after that, my mom met a guy named Ron. We moved out to Bolton. Um, you think that would be a good thing? It wasn't. Um, during that point in time, I started smoking uh, smoking weed. Um, I don't suggest it. Uh, looking back on it now, completely bad move. Completely bad move. Um, don't do it. Uh, I moved to Blue Springs. And uh, now we're, just to kind of keep up with you guys here, we're up to 10th grade now, okay? We went from being 8-year-old to now 10th grade. Um, I uh, had a, a, communi- a communications class. Yeah, I didn't do too good in that class. <laughs> um, and I had to interview a guy named Tyler. His name will become very important here very shortly because uh, I'm moving very fast. And... Uh, during that time, I had to do an interview with him, and uh, throughout that entire uh, high school process, I didn't really talk to him. You know, just had to do an interview with him. Big deal. And uh, at the end of uh, the 12th grade, I asked him, hey, can I get a ride to home? Because at that point in time, I wanted to be the cool kid. I wanted my life back in Belton. I wanted to, I wanted to drink, I wanted to smoke, and I wanted to, you know, do whatever, okay? I just, I wanted that back. Because I saw my life going nowhere. I wanted to hang out with the cool kid. <laughs> and uh, the cool kid had turned Christian. I didn't know that. <laughs> uh, so I got asked to church. And in May of 2005, I'm coming up on 10 years now, I had, um, I'll be saved for, well, 10 years. So a decade. That, that's, yeah. So out of that, I got radically changed. God changed my life. The guy who gave the sermon at that point in time was, uh, I don't know if you guys know this name or not, but Keith Knapp. 
You know who Keith is, but I don't know if you guys know who Keith is. Anyone know who Keith is? One guy. All right. That's great. Um, and what happened was um, I got saved. I got radically changed. I changed my music. I changed my language. I'm still very much of a brash person. Uh, once you get to know me, Jeremy knows that, right? Great. Yes. <laughs> and... Uh, but um, cussing and things like that, I've taken out. You know, I'm I'm very, uh, you know, reserved with my language. I'm very shy still. It sucks. I need to break out of that shell. Anyway, there you go. Uh, moral story is growing people do change. Um, uh, during that, after getting saved, shortly after getting saved, I uh, there's a kid uh, who came up to me, and uh, his name was Ian. And uh, I did deliverance on him. Literally, a demon came out of the end. And uh, he started spinning on the floor. It was really weird. Uh, and um, But anyway, he got free. And um, to this day, he's living for the Lord. Uh, save people, serve people. Media. Uh, I, I do an outreach uh, with my old church still. Uh, it's called Family Fun Day. And uh, basically, their, their, their motto is winning the lost at any cost. And... Uh, I just encourage you guys to serve the Lord because it, it's amazing. Uh, I encourage you guys to worship, lift your hands, pray, especially pray for your leaders because, you know, we're human too. And uh, we definitely need your help. We definitely need your prayers. And we pray for you too. I don't know if leaders, do we pray for them? Pray for them? Yes, yeah, great. I, I got them. Nice big response on that one as well. <laughs> anyway, that's my story. Um, there you go. There you have it. Josh, would you like to come up and uh, <laughs> thank this? <laughs> Thanks for sharing your story, Eric. It's not really okay. Does it sound good? All right. It's not, like Jeremy said, it's not the easiest thing to do. I feel like such a cornball with this thing. I feel like I should be, like, on an airplane or something. All right, we are descending to 2,000 feet, and we'll be arriving in Kansas City here. Uh, anyway, uh, but, yeah, you did a great job, man. Um, um, I was born, this is 80s night, so he was born in 86. I was born November 9th, 1983. And yes, I do love the Ninja Turtles as well. They're awesome. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, let's start with, well, where did I come from? Now, that's a question I had to ask myself as a, as a child. And we all ask ourselves is like, okay, where did I come from? Um, and that's an important one. It's like, okay, not just physically, but spiritually. And this is kind of... I'm going to kind of take you along the journey. Like, I was born in a, a Christian family. Um, my parents had been serving the Lord for years. So, I mean, it, I didn't really struggle with that. Um, I followed my parents. It, I lived out the scripture uh, pretty much. Train up a child in the way that he should go, he or she. <laughs> and they will not depart from it. And um, that's that's been huge for me. Um, I, I thank God for my parents. I don't know where I would be without them, but 
I ultimately had to make the choice, is there a God? Period. Like, we all have to make that choice. Whether we, whether someone in this room wants to say, well, I don't really need to, I don't really need to make that decision. Yeah, you do. (laughs) At some point before you die, you'll have to make that decision. And uh, my parents lived it in front of me, and um, my uncle was a pastor. And one night, I'll just cut to the chase on my decision to follow Christ. Um, check it out. I know you'll think, like, man, this movie's super corny. And I think so, too. Like, But as a, a kid, it just totally changed my whole life. Um, my, my uncle, one night, decided that it would be a good idea to show a movie called The Cross and the Switchblade. Um, anybody ever heard of it? Show of hands? Really? Wow. Anybody ever watched it? Let's say that. Okay. Awesome. Um, that movie just totally just sent me into tears. I was on the floor like, oh, God, and just gave my heart to the Lord. Like, long story short on this movie, um, this guy, he's like, I can't remember if he was the leader of a gang. I think he was. But it is a true story. Um he was always doing drugs, always hurting people, always stealing from people, just living the gang life and um, the thug life. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, I just saw how this evangelist in the movie was reaching out to him. This guy just was staying after him, praying for him, talking to him. Any chance he could catch him on the street, hey, God loves you, this and that. And, the guy didn't want anything to do with him, and he ends up giving his heart to the Lord. And, like, that night, I just saw the way they portrayed this guy's life as, like, just horrible. I thought, man, I've really got it good. And, like, the Holy Spirit will reveal to you if you haven't accepted the Lord yet. I think everyone in here has. But if not, if you really don't know for sure whether you're saved or not, the Holy Spirit will reveal it to you if you just... If you keep searching for him and searching for truth, he'll reveal um, through the word being spoken. You'll know, okay, uh, something's not right. And I knew that night. I've prayed the prayer, but I haven't really, like, I haven't really given my heart to Christ. I haven't really accepted him yet. And um, anyway, I accepted him that night. And I just, I remember asking my parents, I was like, I wish it could be like this every day. And they said, it can be. Because God's with you. You have accepted Christ. You are his. And so from that moment forward, nothing could stop me. I mean, I've been, it was probably seven or eight years old I I accepted Christ. Um, But that's the first question. If you guys haven't, if someone in here hasn't honestly really decided for yourself, like, this God that I hear about every Wednesday, every Sunday, like, I believe he really exists. He really exists to love me and have a relationship with me. If you haven't um, totally bought into that, man, you're missing out. <laughs> um, but uh, so that's that's how I got saved. I was watching a movie, but <laughs> a corny movie, but God will use the, the craziest things. Um, where did I come from? Okay, so... Um, now, who am I? Who am I? That's the second question. A lot of you I know are probably going through this one right now. It's like, 
man, who am I really? Like, okay, maybe you've accepted Christ, and, but who am I? Like, just me, who am I? And um, I went through a hard process, and I think for some it's harder than others. For me, it was really hard. Like, I went through a lot of changes um, thinking in high school, like, okay, maybe I'm a great musician or... Maybe I'm the person that all the old ladies at church said I was like, oh, you're such a nice boy. You're, you're just like your dad. And I was like, I don't want to be just like my dad. I want to be me. You know, like, what's so special about me? I never could come to grips with how God felt about me and how special he viewed me. I never could come to grips with that. And... um I went to Master's Commission. Anybody heard of Master's Commission? Wow, everybody's heard of Crossing the Switchblade, but not everybody's heard of Master's we got to do something about that. <laughs> uh, but, no, it was really awesome. It was one year of my life <clears throat> after high school. Um, how am I doing on time? <laughs> oh, good. Okay. Um, right out of high school, I could have went to college, but God had laid this program on my heart. He wanted to draw close to me. He wanted to um, show me who I was, who I'd always denied pretty much that, that I was. Like, I believed in God, but I didn't really get a revelation of who he was until spending time alone um, with him in this discipleship program. It was a one-year thing, and basically what you did was, you I mean, you spent like about $6,000 just like you would Maybe, I don't know what a year of college costs, but it was, it was kind of a steep tuition <laughs> for one year. But it was so worth it. Um, you you read a covenant. You even took a ring like it was a marriage and said, Okay, God, I'm laying my dating life on the line this year. I'm laying uh, having a job down on the line. Um, college, that was a big thing for me. I was under the pressure of, i got to go to college that's just what you do when you get out of high school. You go to college. But God had something planned differently for me at that point in time. And um, so you lay your whole life on the line for a year and say, God, what can you do with my life in one year if I give you everything? And I did that. And um, some people broke their covenants, but by the grace, I'm telling you, by the grace of God, I, I kept my covenant. And... Um, I'm so thankful for that. But uh, through that process, even after going there in that amazing year, like I still struggled coming to grips with who I was. And God just um, showed me who I was through time, through prayer, and just through a lot of struggle. But um, he showed me that I'm a, first a child of God, loved by him. I'm... I'm no longer a sinner. I'm a disciple of Christ. And that's basically saying, I follow you. I give you everything. The disciples, they left everything for Christ and said, I don't care. I don't, if I, you say you want to make me a fisher of men, like, I'll leave my job. I don't have to be a fisherman. Like, who cares? Fish stink anyway. You know, <laughs> they gave, they gave their whole life. And, so that's what a disciple is. Um, and a facilitator, this is something God put on my heart. 
I, I was in a service with Pastor Newby and um, our worship team. I think it was before Nick came, but we went to a church to do worship um, with Pastor, and he spoke a little bit. But sitting there, something happened in that service. I don't know what it was that the God used to speak to me, but he just spoke to me and said, "You, I want you, or you are a facilitator of my presence. And maybe that was just a generic thing, but I think he was just, he did that specially for me to, to, to show me like that everywhere I go, I have the opportunity to share Christ, even with all my imperfections. And I want to say the same for you. Like, you are a child of God. You are a disciple. If if you've given your life, if you're following Christ, you may you're imperfect. I'll just tell you that. So am I. But God didn't call the equipped. He equips the called. And um, you all are facilitators of His presence. And to me, what that means is like this building is like facilitates this event here holding us well our bodies like our when we present our life to christ we are facilitators carrying around this presence and presenting it to people and uh i just want you to remember that like you all are facilitators of of god's presence um now let's see third question where am I going now? To me, that's the most important. Um, is that, and that, and that goes right along with growing people change. Um, I can say that I'm not the same person that I was ten or twelve years ago um, when I was doubting my salvation, thinking that God didn't love me anymore, thinking that I didn't have anything really to offer this world. I look back and I don't want to say I laugh, but like, wow. Like I laugh in the joy of the Lord that, wow, I am not there anymore. Um, now, a show of hands. I'm into raising, like everyone raising hands tonight. Who can say that God's done something in your life this year that you struggled with? Like, who could say you're not the same person as you were last year? In some area, like God's changed something, done something amazing. Wow. That's awesome. That's just something to praise God about. And so I just encourage you, don't be silent. Even though we get, you know, a few minutes here up here in this area to speak, you have every day. Like this is one little tiny chance to, to share our story. But um, I just encourage you, do it every day. I used to be so shy. <laughs> I said, like Eric, like I know he said it, it was really uncomfortable for him. Um, man, great job, Eric, first off. But second off, I remember going to school, not talking to anybody, and God just like pushing me like out of my shell, like, come on, I'm calling you to greater things, come on. And I just want to say, he's telling you, come on, you can do this. You're a facilitator of my presence, you can do this. Growing people change, come on. And so just go after him with all your heart. Um, 
And uh, so, but uh, ultimately, one thing I want to say is there's a question that um, a pastor, well, no, an evangelist, he's, he's passed on now. I wish you could hear his story. <laughs> but um, he's like a war hero. Anything you would ever want to hear from a story, he's got it. But uh, he would say every time he'd go to my uncle's church when I was there growing up, he'd say, if there's anybody here um, that doesn't know where they would go when they die, like, say, tonight you get in a car wreck, uh, where would you go? If you don't know, 100% sure, yes or no, heaven or hell, then there's a problem. And I just want to say the gospel is not a, a joke. I mean, it's you guys know that, but, I mean, it's not something you want to take lightly. And if there's anybody here that's unsure of their salvation, um, I just, I can't end this without giving an opportunity for someone to make that right tonight because I was so unsure for a while. Like, um, I let the devil lie to me for probably about 10 years or so. <laughs> and uh, God delivered me from it. But... Um, if there's anybody here that it's, it's dealing with anything, but that's one thing that I want to open up. And, um, you know, just I want to open up this time, if, if we have time, um, for people to just pray, you know. And um, if, uh, the, if we could have leaders, even a few, like, we don't even have to have them come up. But if you, if you need something, just get with somebody tonight. Um, and, Jeremy, I mean, you can, you can go what, whatever direction you want to go with it, but... Uh, yeah, just decide tonight. If you don't know where you're going, um, get that straightened out. But uh, ask yourself those three questions and just see if you can even write them down. And if you can't, ask God to help you with those. Where did I come from? Who am I? And where am I going? But I'm done. That's me. So It's my story. I'm sticking to it. I want to share something real quick with you guys about the importance of, of sharing your story. Um, in the book of, of John, ver, uh, chapter 4, it talks about the Samaritan woman, the, the woman at the well. Uh, that's what we kind of call it, is the woman at the well. And if you guys remember the story, I'm going to share it real fast. If you remember the story, Jesus comes up to the well, and it's just her and Jesus, and she's a Samaritan woman, and and um, and he's a Jew, and, and Jew Jewish people aren't supposed they don't even talk with Samaritan people. Let alone, they don't talk to women. Like, men didn't talk to women. Like, they didn't... Well, I mean, obviously, they talked to women. But you know what I'm saying? Like, they didn't just hang out and just spend time. Like, honestly, women at that time were a lower class. And um, <clears throat> so Jesus shows up at this well. And, and so he starts talking to this lady. And she's like, who, who am I? Why are you even talking to me? Why are you spending time with me? You're a Jew, and I'm a Samaritan. We don't hang out with each other. We don't talk to each other. We don't spend time together. And let alone even any of that stuff, I'm a female. I'm a woman, and, and you're a male, and, and this doesn't happen. And, and the funny part of the story is, interesting part of the story is, she was at the well alone because of her reputation, because of who she was. And, and if you guys remember the story, Jesus started telling her, who she was. He started telling her what she did. He started telling her, she was like, and he said, he was like one point in the story, he was like, 
go get your husband and bring him back here. And she was like, I don't have a husband. And, she, and he's like, you're right. Yeah. He's like, you've had five of them, and, you know, and you're living with the shacking up with the guy right now, you know. And like she call he calls her out and and it, basically him sharing and he reveals himself as the Messiah to her and, and he reveals himself as Christ to her. And it changed her life. It changed who she was. It changed everything about her. And if you guys remember the story, what happened after he, he spoke to her and after he changed her life, she ran back to the town. And she said, hey, come and meet a man who told me everything I'd ever done. Come and meet this guy. He's the Messiah. He's the Savior. Come and meet this man. And what was she doing? She was telling her story. She was saying, hey, come meet this guy. Come meet Jesus. And that's what I want to challenge you guys. Uh, a lot of you guys in this room, you've met Jesus. You've had experience with Jesus. You know Jesus has blessed you in, in a lot of ways. That's simply part of telling your story. You go to someone and say, hey, let me tell you about Jesus. Let me tell you this story about Jesus. And what, like with this woman, like society had written her off. Like she was trash. Like she was basically seemed like kind of like a prostitute. Like she was trash. She, she had been with several guys and she wasn't even married to the man she was living with. Society saw her as a prostitute, but Jesus saw her as potential. Each one of these guys tonight shared their story and, and both of them, they, they were like, I'm nobody. I, I was nobody. I, I was raised, Eric was raised in a, a rough home and, and, and Josh, like uh, he just felt worthless at, at points in his life. And he felt like, where's Jesus in all this? But Jesus doesn't look at who you are. He looks at who you can be. He looks at your potential. Like he, the society saw this lady as a prostitute, but Jesus sees her potential. He, stars our, he sees our potential, and because of, of her testimony, because of her story, and that's what this is all about. It's us sharing our story. Because of her story, she went and got the whole town and said, hey, come and meet Jesus. And people found Jesus that day. Lives were changed that day. We have got to reach others for Christ. We have got to. It's our calling. It's what we should be doing. We've got a responsibility to reach others for Christ. Jesus didn't play it safe. We can't either. We shouldn't either. We have a responsibility. We have a job to do because found people find people. If we're found in Christ, you guys know this. Shove this down your throat every week because it's so important because I want you to catch this. It's so simple. It's so easy. If I'm found in Christ, it is my responsibility. And it's not just something I do. It's not just something I could, ah, if I think about it, I should do this. It's my responsibility is to find someone and tell them my story. Tell them about Jesus. Jesus.